Hey guys, welcome back to the Hobby Frequency. Uh, it's me, Rami, again, and you guys still remember Bob uh, from our previous episodes. Um, I want to introduce a new face today. Uh, this is Marina Avdikian. She's our people manager here at Hobby, and uh, she's going to be talking with us uh, about basically what people management is, how it's different from HR, and uh, why it's important, what's its impact on, on business and uh, our company. So I was wondering, I guess we can just sort of start and jump in um, in the beginning. Um, how, are we, how are we defining uh, people management? So I think in my opinion, uh, and I think Marina would agree with this, is when we started uh, Hovi, and based on previous experiences that we've had, a lot of the other companies, they treat people as if they're human resources, right? This is the, the normal word that is used everywhere. We have a human resource manager, we have an HR. And yes, people are resources, but they are people first, right? And in order for them to give their best resource and to be able to provide the output that we require from them, they have to be happy. They have to be at ease. And they have to feel that part of them operating is them as people first and that's why we adopted the approach of people management rather than HR management because we believe that happy people produce happy results and they give the best out of them as a resource if we were to look at them as only resources then we would have been looking okay then Rami can produce eight hours a day there's five days a week that's 40 hours he should do this in two hours this in three hours and this is what he needs to do right it's like a robotic mechanism and that just doesn't work it proved that it doesn't work except if you're a manual worker in a in, a, in, in like a, a, a somewhere where you're building the with your hands it's, yeah it's it's anything that requires a lot of manual work then it might work but in our industry and anything related to technology and anything related to uh, uh, thinking people have to be at ease they have to be happy and then they can produce uh, what do you think Marino? I totally agree on this and uh, when the employees are happy and they're comfortable in their working environment uh, they, give, uh, they give more work they, they work harder and when they work harder they, they expand the, their what they're doing in a better way and yes. uh, and uh, a comfortable working environment uh, gives the employees a better opportunity to learn and understand and uh, gives them the opportunity yeah. to sort of grow and, and to, yes. to give more to give back to sort of to the company as well that's trying to exactly. nurture them so when you're I guess the easy way to sort of say it is sort of the way you guys might make a distinction between um, HR and people management is sort of like how the employee is being treated and its impact on the culture, right? Mm -hmm. So when we're thinking about HR, we're thinking about people, like you said, as robots. Um, it might might be beneficial in a, you know, in a manual labor job to, to see it that way, I guess, because there's a lot of automation there that's, that's you know, they're putting in they robots there. They have a way to deal with the employees. Yeah. Life, life working. Yeah. And so, how are you guys? Well, I mean, if you were to boil it down to an easy distinction, how would you how would you say it? As people management, uh, it's more important uh, to, uh, to to give uh, the employees a more comfortable 
environment to them to work in. As HR, they have more strict way as they view employees and as numbers, mm. not as employees. Yeah. Whereas people management, they view employees as, as individuals. Yeah, I think also um, when you boil it down to what are the key components to separate how we operate as people managers and how we operate as human resources, um, when it comes to the people management side of things, we start from the idea is, the idea that gets, up, gets you started is, how can we make X comfortable in the environment? And then X can produce Y, right? Whereas, in, if you're adopting the human resource aspect, it will be like, what can I get out of X? And then that's why you see in a lot of companies driven by the HR approach, you see people are overwhelmed, like good elements in the company, they're always overwhelmed because they are, people throw on them more stuff, right? When a manager sees that a person or an employee does well, then they keep throwing more and more and more on them until they're completely exhausted and they're burned out. And burnout is something real, by the way. It's something that I think everybody at one point would experience. Um, they would be overworking themselves. I've experienced it myself and I didn't have anyone to guide me through it and tell me, no, this should be done. Yes, this should be done. So that's why at Hovi, what we did is we started first and foremost with our values, right? What are our values? What does guide us through the entire work life that we have? What do we use as a compass to identify whether we're doing the right things or not? So we identified our values, we agreed that these are the common standards and generally accepted principles in the company. Once we did that, then we defined our commercial values. How do we interact with our clients, with the external people to the company? And then we identified those, we agreed to them, and then we went into internal operational procedures. So Marina has worked a lot on uh, uh, areas such as the therapy processes, the coaching processes, because we have therapy programs for our teams. We have coaching process that we are also implementing for our team. Um, we do four day working weeks. Um, and in our minds, people who are efficient enough during the four days will be producing more than people who are inefficient in five days. And one of the things that I pride myself in is when you come into our office environment, you will feel that people are working, right? Normally in other environments, what I hear is that you are used to coming in and you feel everybody's just there to be there. Half of the day is just uh, people having coffee breaks. Uh, now, while that's something that we do face sometimes, but the majority of the operation is really focused, and that's because people start to believe that when the company has their best interest in its mind, then they will give their best to get the best, right? So it becomes a meritocracy uh, uh, ideation or, or, or uh, mindset. And the other thing also is, I think one of the key essential components to drive the entire company forward as people is using OKRs, right? Uh, objectives and key results. So think of it this way, you have the person, the person has all the tool set he needs, the, techno the technology to run his job, the guidance, 
with his manager through the one-on-one -on -one that we do on a weekly basis where the manager asks the person what, what's going on, if they're happy or not, what's happening, how they can help them. And then their professional plan, the Pro Plus plan, where they identify where they want to be within two years, three years, one year, and then work on the loopholes to get there. The company will empower the training and the growth and the learning that they are doing. And then we go into the compensation package, right? And try to the best of our ability to bridge what the company can offer in lights of the market with what the dynamics of the actual situation where we're in, uh, uh, that is where we're at. So we also try to do the best in that area, genuinely. And that results in an equal um, pay bands so it's very important to understand that when you're remunerating, you're remunerating efforts. And um, when you're remunerating efforts, it means that you cannot have two people in the same position, one getting 10K, another person getting 2K. That should never, ever happen. And that's part of us having uh, uh, a transparent strategy, a transparent pay scale, a transparent uh, promotion programs and everything from that sort so um, I think if you think about it you have the two set of the employees you have the employees well-being with coaching and one-on-ones and therapy you have the four-day working weeks and the values and the culture to empower that so I don't know Marina what would you add to that did I leave anything for you to add? <laughs> no, it's pretty much uh, all of it. And I think it's uh, having a very positive impact on each, each and every employee. How do you think that's happening? Yeah, it's helping the, their well-being and the way they approach and behave at working hours and, and their personal life as well. It's helping a lot in every aspect. Yeah, yeah because you know when someone is happy at work, then it's gonna give them more energy exactly. to do certain things in their personal life, and then it's an entire, you know, con it's a whole package. Yeah, it's conglomeration, conglomeration. You know what I mean, guys. It's a conglomerate of a bunch of things. Yeah, <laughs> but I mean, the, the way you, the way you were talking about it sort of takes it into. Um, I mean, touched on it. You made it sound like there are two things. I mean, there's a, there's definitely a strategy to it. Like you're, you're, you're it's built in. Uh, there's a strategy to how you're having it done, when it's, you know, which is why it seems it's evolved from just you know human resources into something else where where you are. it is a new a new reference. It's not just sort of like a a new label for the same thing, and and, and you're building it into your you know into all of your process because it's not just internal where like you're focusing on uh, how your employees are feeling with with the therapy sessions that we have and the four day working week. But it's more on like how we interact with others as well when it comes to um, you know you know our internal and commercial values. What are we doing so that it's not just to benefit for us, but to benefit the company, our clients, uh, the prospects we reach out to? Um, I mean, I, I know when I was doing my onboarding in, in the sales department, uh, a big thing that uh, my manager was focusing on Ahmed is that. You know, when you reach out, you're reaching out to help, and you're trying to give value. It's not just sort of about, um, you're not looking to just make a sale or something like mm -hmm. that, which, which seems very... Uh, Cheesy? Yeah, 
At first, at, exactly. Yeah, at first it was very, it was very much like that, and, I, and I, honestly, I was kind of uncomfortable saying, like, "Hey, I'm just here to help." You know, now now it, kind of, it rolls off easier off the tongue because it's not. It, it didn't. It felt empty at first. Now there's like, I feel like I am trying to help, and I, I know exactly where the pinpoints. What like I I know how to pinpoint a, a prospect's pain points when I try to reach out to them. So when you're looking at um, building that into a company's culture, uh, I mean, what, what would be your best tool? Is it just sort of like, all right, making sure that it's infused in, in your processes and how people handle each other? Is, or is there like a, is there a second element where you just make sure that there's a strategy and then have that then apply to everything else? Um, what I would say is that the mechanism of uh, operation here um, to make sure that this diffuses into the entire company is to start really from the top and then diffuse it to the bottom. And what I mean by that is when you have management teams that are really adopting these concepts and these principles and they're really into the concept of adopting these and adhering to these values then they're gonna be giving it to the people that are um, within them, and then the people within their departments, they're gonna have to be held accountable for, uh, for that. The other thing that you could do as well is um, our probation reviews and evaluations, they are based off of um, these values. So the basis off of which we decide whether someone can stay with us or not, is by scoring them against these values. And the other thing that we also do every year, the yearly evaluations, which we are gonna be automating on Lattice one day, um, we're gonna be actually doing uh, um, a review based on these values specifically. So we take the value, we ask the manager, and we tell them uh, how would you rate your employee or your, 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 the person that you're working with um, using that value. And they would say, you know, um, it's okay, it's very good, or it's excellent, or outstanding, and then based upon that, that will define the increase in the salary or the position progression, and then everybody will have to remember that. The other thing is in internal communication, right? So you know, in sales, uh, all the sales enablement tools have the internal values in them. Uh, when we do the bi-weekly at all hands, we start always by talking about mission, vision, and values, right? So this is subconscious reinforcement of these values into the company. Um, whenever we praise someone in the company, we are praising them against the value, right? So we say, um, you know, uh, uh, keep uh, uh, improving or continuous learning, and then um, we put the praise and we say what they've done. Uh, or defaulting to transparency or whatever, whichever one of our values. So, um, and then we do some activities to, to complement that. So like um, we do the weekly uh, launches together as a team. We do the monthly events where we have something that we do in common uh, every month. And there's always uh, activities and things that we want to do because eventually, work life is 60 to 70% of our operation life, of our, of our actual life. And if you come to work every day and you're not happy, 
you're not gonna be able to produce and you're gonna be a worse person. And in our vision, in our mission, and in the way we see things, we want to create a company that people are happy working with and in, and that they, where they feel valued and they really feel appreciated. And mind you, what I would like to say is that this does not fit everybody, right? You will have people coming in and trying to abuse the system. You will have people that do not fit this framework. And the good thing about the system is that the system will push them out itself, right? So when people are not fitting, when they come in and they don't want to work hard or they don't want to adhere to the values or they don't want to showcase that they're actually there to actually utilize the system and give back, the system will automatically make them feel awkward and they will feel alienated and they will feel they're not able to keep up. And that will make them actually be in a position where they don't feel that they suit, right? So it's very important to also keep an eye on potential abuse of this infrastructure with continuous, uh, 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 with continuous reviews on certain things, uh, how they're happening. The OKRs are a very important indicator. Um, the, the goals, the personal goals, how are they, how are they progress, progressing, progressing with them, and how do they keep up with everything that's going on. You say the system is sort of its own, it has a built-in um, safety mechanism, let's say. Absolutely. When it comes to things like that. Yeah, you just need to make sure that you are looking at the right stuff to trigger that and that you're able to um, not let it too loose because then it will backfire not only on you and the company but everybody else in the company uh, because when the culture of non effectiveness is created, then it's contagious. When the culture of effectiveness is there, then it's also contagious, right? If there's a newcomer and they come in and they see everybody plays around on WhatsApp the entire day, then they will think that that's the norm and they will think that this is what we should be doing. When they come in and they see people are focused on their work, then that's what they will do, right? So we encourage breaks uh, to a certain extent. Um, we encourage people methodically going through their tasks during the day um, and we also encourage continuous learning and improvement because in our opinion that's the key to success in any organization that relies on people and uh, thought process. What do you think Marina? <clears throat> I agree. You agree to that? Mm -hmm. Okay, so it's, you know, uh, so there's a bigger focus on rather than just the individual themselves, but also about the company culture when it comes to people management. You're also trying to create uh, a healthy environment for for company employees, for for team members. Uh, whether they, you know, they work directly under you, they work directly with you, uh, or if they're even in a different department. I know when we when we do have our cross-functional teams, when we meet each other as well, it's a lot of you know building that relationship, building that sort of togetherness in the company which is a big focus, I think, when it comes to, you know, we've spoken about culture before on the podcast as well, and it seems like it's, it's a big factor when it comes to uh, company success, and I, I guess people management plays a big role uh, when it comes to to its impact. So, uh, I mean, I guess this is this is a, a crux here. What is the, what's the business impact of, of building that kind of a system? Um, the business impact is happier people, 
will be more efficient in their work. And when they're more efficient with their work, they will try and do whatever it takes to get uh, their tasks completed and to reach their goals. And it will be a continuous self-drive that pushes them to try and complete the task at hand or reach the OKRs, right? Mm -hmm. And that will just keep pushing them. If they are defaulting, it will keep pushing them forward. And when they are pushed with that, then they have no excuses to say we weren't able to do that, this didn't happen, because everything is literally there to support. And then they will question themselves at that point and say, am I good enough or am I not good enough? And most of the people who have a success drive in their character, they will say, no, I know I'm good enough and I'm gonna show that I'm good enough. And then they push themselves and get things done. So that's the direct impact of these types of approaches because then the, the person will start achieving the goals and when they achieve the goals, it will make them feel better about themselves. So the entire balance will be in a much uh, effective and efficient way. There's also one thing that we do um, which is we it's it's something small that we do in the office where we put you know like these candies in boxes and when people are coming in they choose if they're optimistic empowered depressed confused um, different state of, of of being and of feeling and then um, we get to a point where we see which box uh, is empty and Thankfully, we've been noticing that yeah. the boxes that are always empty are the positive ones. Optimistic, empowered, and happy, I think was the third one. Creative. 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 Yes, creative. So uh, people are feeling optimistic, they are feeling creative, they are feeling empowered. And once these are empty, we refill again, and then every quarter we change the, the state of beings. Um, but these small things show that the company care. We also produce the employee NPS, right? So uh, for people to rate the company and talk about their experience so far, what is it working, what is not working, because people are clients to the company as well, right? Yeah. They are buying their comfort and their well-being, and they are giving their time and their effort and their skills. And they're, and they're buying into sort of the company culture as well. It's not just sort of a, I only work here. That's how it should be. Yeah. That's what we try to make. Because we've seen a lot of situations where people who are not bought in into the company's mission and vision, they actually do things that backfires on the company. Yeah. So it ends up being negative rather than it being something positive. So when we do the employee NPS, we gather the feedback of people on the company. Then we do the 360 evaluations, people uh, evaluate their managers, and the managers are scored. And this type of culture creates a healthy environment where people understand that um, the company cares about these things, and it only takes a perception for the entire employee or person's behavior to change. If the perception in the company is that people or the management don't care about what employees are feeling, then it's going to be spread across the entire team. If the word is that management cares about the employee's well-being, but they also care about being effective and efficient, then they're going to have to actually step it up and uh, 
jump on that bandwagon, so to speak. Okay. So mainly, you know, build a culture that's that's about supporting your employees and make sure that it's you know you're not looking at uh, you're looking at them as team members and as individuals rather than numbers and and resources and resources for output. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And 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 it seems like you, you need to have a top down view as well of of what you're doing in order to sort of make in order to make sure that you're you know you're keeping in, in, in line with the vision that you're trying to build and make sure that there's a way for for your your teammates to then tell you as well how you know how they feel how the company culture is working and, and what it's like for them working and you know for us here at Hovi but for anyone else at their their own respective companies as well. Absolutely, and get their buy-in on the mission. Mm. I've so, I've seen so many people in so many companies, and you ask them two years into their job, what is the company's vision? They don't know. What is the company's mission? They don't know. And this is one of the really, really bad uh, uh, situations that a company can be in. Anytime a manager or an employee has the chance to communicate mission and vision, they should do that because to be part of a group, to be part of a of a of a of a dynamic, you need to have shared goals and common goals. And when people feel that they are part of something bigger, then they will push further into it. The other aspect of that is, as they are pushing for these bigger things, they are also looking at ways for them to contribute. And when we do our all hands, for example, bi-weekly, and we tell people transparently what's going on, what's happening in the company, what's working, what's not working, uh, updates on things that are, are, are important to them, then they feel that uh, they are part of it and there is transparency across the board, whether it's something good or something bad, we just talk about it. And then um, people feel that they are you know, part of this uh, bigger vision that the company and their contribution is essential to it, for it to get there. Sweet. Uh, I guess uh, I think we've covered a lot uh, mm -hmm. so far when it comes to people management in HR and, and you know how, how it's evolving into you know from HR to people management. And uh, yeah, I think we're going to end it there. Uh, thanks for listening in, guys. And uh, we'll see you next week. Bye. Thank you.